This is the Women Conversation Podcast by The Edge Singapore. Hello, my name is Pauline, and in this episode, we will be speaking to Rina Nyo, investor, entrepreneur, and educationist. When the COVID-19 pandemic forced her preschools to close in Philippines, Malaysia, and Singapore, Rina had a tough choice to make. Keep her teachers employed or cut her losses? Listen on to find out why she made the choice that she did. Hi, Rina. Good morning and thank you for being here and for taking the time out to do this podcast with us. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Good morning, Pauline. Thank you for having me. So, by heart, I'm still an entrepreneur, but I... Uh, managed to actually exit a few companies that I built in the past. So I have got some luxury to invest in other people's dreams. So I've been investing since 2006 with my first fund, Makatis. We just launched our second fund in Malaysia called Ficus. Essentially, I'm a Malaysian girl who actually 20 years ago came to Singapore to pursue a career. And I was quite lucky to end up being an entrepreneur. To simply put it, uh, I'm still uh, looking for the next thing in life. I have been always passionate about education because I believe education is probably the only logical way to help eliminate poverty or actually to narrow the gap. So I believe if we give education to children or marginalized community, we can actually measure the impact much better. Throughout my career, I've always been very thankful that when I was in Penang, I've got a you know some good souls who gave me scholarships, either in terms of uniforms or pocket money. And then when I went to UK to study, it was on a scholarship. So when I can, I always, if it is my own money, I've always put priority in education. I mean, I would love to support anyone who actually built a, a new way of teaching an education platform. So my champs is uh, one of my personal investment, family investment. So we were the first one who bought the master franchise for my champs and brought my champs overseas five years ago. My champs has since been listed. It's a Singapore brand. It's now listed. The other countries are doing pretty all right, especially Singapore. Uh, the schools are open, of course, with lots of cautions. It is a struggle to keep the school afloat. So whatever we have earned, just have to dish it out. But I am very determined to keep the school open because I can't imagine, you know, my teachers not having job and yeah. the kids that grew up with us, you know, don't have a school to go to. Mm. You know, you spoke earlier about how you're a Penangle, right? Yes. And, um, you know, you, you, I remember you telling me that you grew up in one of the rough parts of Penang. What was that? Um, Rifle Range. Rifle Range. So take me through how your kind of childhood has built you up for the resilience that you now showcase and that you have in these times of crisis. I've been at the bottom. It couldn't be worse than that. But I've also learned to be very independent, very resourceful. Not because you know I wanted to is because the situation requires me to do that growing up in that I guess you call it neighborhood gave me an opportunity to deal with many different types of people looking back I think it was a blessing so I, I wouldn't be lost 
therefore feel protected and helpless. That childhood actually gave me a lot of, probably shaped me into thinking that um, if I'm not that smart, I just need to work twice as hard. As a child, of course, I'm sad that I don't have toys and, and, you know, many things. But I think looking back, I'm thankful for that childhood. I just try to look at things in a more positive way, I guess. When you mentioned resourcefulness, this is kind of the key to a lot of businesses and a lot of entrepreneurs now who are going through this crisis and the ability to be resourceful and to pivot quickly and to be flexible, as it were. What do you think are some of the qualities entrepreneurs or or businesses need in order to weather through this crisis? I think, first of all, it's so easy to give up. Whether you're in business, you're in relationship, you know, anything you do is is so easy to give up. As an investor, wearing an investor lens right now, in order for a business or an idea to flourish, the two things that I look for in investing is really whether the person is agile enough and this person really have the right motivation as in he has grit. To be able to start something is so easy, especially in Singapore. Every day you can start a business. But to bring that idea and build it to become a small business and then scale it up is a different ball game. Even like me, I was talking about my champs. Right? It's so easy for me to just cut lost and just it's just a business. But I have a calling. I use my champs as a platform where I can do my charity work because all the my champs schools they adopted. A provincial school so that my teachers can actually do the knowledge transfer to the provincial schools. We can provide materials that the kids need to go to school. So to recap, I look for two things, agility and grit in that person or the team because technology will change, business model will change, but the core of that person is a bit hard to change. When you mentioned grit um, and agility, that just brings to mind one of your new projects, uh, Sage, which is the School of Agility, Grit and Entrepreneurship, was it? Tell me more about Sage. Okay, Sage was, like I said, you know, a a project. Yeah, it's like a passion project, right? That came out, um, you know, during COVID because I had more time to reflect. I've always asked, why should education be so expensive? I mean, not everyone is able to pay that hundreds of thousand dollars to go to an Ivy League university to just have an audience with the professors. But I realized that throughout my career, I, you know, I didn't go to the best university, but during my career, I had very good mentors who were willing to teach. They are actually, you know, during transferring knowledge to me, right? Real practical world knowledge. I've always asked if I could actually bring, you know, uh, put together a, you know, all these uh, street smartness or, you know, people say school of hard knocks into a proper structure that I can bring them to the students who perhaps in developing countries never had a passport. So they can't go there, but we always can find a way to bring it to them, especially with technology right now. Especially I believe that the new education system is not just about tables and chairs. What would be the greatest lesson you've learned and how has that shaped your decisions so far in your career? I would say um, I used to be a very timid, introvert person. I'm still, uh, you know, if you if given a choice, I, I would love to have a lot of me time. But 
um, as a career person, as an entrepreneur, I I just learned that I need to socialize my idea. Don't be afraid to share your ideas. That's something I found uh, many founders are afraid to share their ideas. So if you're not able to articulate or socialize your idea, nobody will invest in you. Thank you so much, Rina. It's been really good to catch up with you and to have you here. Let's go. Let's go eat chasu. We hope you've enjoyed this episode with Rina Nyo, entrepreneur, investor and educationist. In the next episode of the Women Conversation podcast, join Audrey as she speaks to Nadia Chan. This podcast was produced by The Edge Singapore. Thank you for listening to the Women Conversation podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us and we'll see you next time.